Welcome back to another edition of Scoreline Extra with myself, Sinead Kyo. Coming up on the show today, we have all things GAA, greyhound racing, cycling and lots, lots more. But first, we hear from Kilkenny Senior Hurling Manager Brian Cody after his side's loss to Wexford in Nolan Park on Saturday evening. Brian, you're in the Leinster final. It's where you wanted to be. Tonight's result wasn't the result you wanted, but you're still there. Yeah, no, obviously it's around Robin that we've taken part in, so and um, the way results pan out then decide who goes where. And we were beaten tonight, which of course we're disappointed over. But we are in the Leinster final in two weeks' time against Galva and look good. Um, we need to improve certainly on tonight's performance. And to give you credit, Brian, you've always said at the outset and over the years I, I've talked to you that you always say that these competitions are highly competitive and that was proved again tonight. I should look, I mean, be very, very foolish to frame it even consider it otherwise. We, we knew coming tonight was going to be a massive, massive game um, for both teams and a massive challenge for ourselves and, you know, Alexa won the battle. OK, it's Galway again. Yeah, two weeks time, Galway Lens are final Crow Park, obviously. So um, we know what, what, what we're facing, obviously. But um, obviously, we'll go away and we'll have a look at tonight's game and think about it and see where we go from here. Yeah, Wexford were always going to be difficult opponents. Four points did in the end. What was the difference between the two counties? I should look, I mean, at the end of the day, um, Hurland is a very, very, um, it's a game of, of game of inches and a game of seconds. Anything can happen, like four points, not a big lead at all. We obviously had a chance of a goal there near the end and, you know, it was kept out somehow. But overall, um, we, it's been very difficult for us to argue that we deserve to win the game. With that competition for places going on to the championship, it's got to be very pleasing for you because you brought on the likes of James Barron, Porrick Walsh, and they did have an influence. Actually, look, I mean, we have a decent panel, we're always saying that, you know, and there's um, a great similarity, I suppose, with many of our players. But again, um, our challenge is and our responsibility is to try and make sure that we get the right formula on the field um, to try and be competitive in the Leinster final. You started well, you went four points up early on and they sort of rolled back into the game. Why do you think the game changed so much during the start of the I suppose games, our goals influenced games massively, you know, we got the goal and gave us a bit of a cushion, went ahead and then and there was nothing in it and then just shortly before half time they got the important goal score for them, which is the goal and you know, those things, that's the way games pan out really. But again, you know, we came back in the second half, I think we drew a level and, but they went ahead and um, at the end of the day, there was very, very little between the teams, but like I said, um, it would be very, very hard to argue that we deserve to win the game. It's a system, Brian, that it can go any way. You win a few matches, you had your, your wins, your three wins in the bag coming into tonight. But overall, for a man of your calibre looking at the championships, are you, do you like this style of championship or would you rather the old school? <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know at this stage, yeah. to be honest about it, you know. Um, Look, I mean, the championship that's there now is there, so we just go ahead and we'll take this one on and see where we go. It's tough going, obviously, playing, playing um, non-stop almost week after week. Point of view of injuries, it makes it very, very difficult. But look, um, there's no point in um, us feeling, feeling that should look at we've done better since some other championship. This is the only championship we're playing and the only championship we want to play right now. And Mark was carrying an injury coming into the game? or um, a slight, slight, slight bit of an injury, yeah. yeah. But again, lots of fellas have those slight injuries too. You have no real serious injury worries, Brian. You have a bit of a break now. It's, it's uh, two weeks from, this, from tomorrow, or from today, today actually. Two weeks from today, so it's a bit of a break. Yeah, it is two weeks, yeah. And, and we, it's, it's good that it's two weeks as well, you know, for, for everybody. Um, um, because, you know, two weeks in a row now is, is tough going. But look, regardless, once Saturday week comes, it's all systems go for both teams and the best team will come out on top. And a game like today, you didn't need a reminder, but it's certainly there that championship is not easy and that'll get the lads up for the Leinster final. It'll have to, it'll have to, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's for certain. Yeah, just bringing on, yeah, I know you have a, the, the family connections Wexford and all, but for the championship, Wexford bring a lot of colour and passion to the championship. It's probably important that Wexford stayed in as nice, not at the expense of the Kenny because you're in the Leinster final, but it'll, it'll really make up the championship now that they're still there, won't it? Well, certainly it's important for Wexford, that said, yeah. and that's for sure. You know, but look at um, Dublin, obviously had six points in, in the bag very quickly now they're out of the championship so it's, that's the way things work out and just final question in relation to the West Meads of this world that were competitive against yourselves they were excellent last week you know there is a bit of a gulf with the Carlo the leash at the West Meads but in fairness it has been a good Leinster championship for West Mead. there's no doubt about that you know it certainly tested us very very well and, and obviously they had a great result last weekend so um, they can be I'd say they will be reasonably happy with, with how it went for them okay, so okay, the final command thank you thanks William thanks Paul We
We also caught up with Wexford senior hurling manager Dara Egan after Wexford secured a historic victory over Kilkenny in Nolan Park. all week we planned planned effectively and ultimately the performance you see today is what we have been doing over the last few weeks on the training pitch you had to get a result out of it were you keen to make a bit of a statement as well after the last day not really no again like once once we came out of Mullingar last Saturday we parked it lots of the journalists and lots of the papers and lots of the you know lots of extra people were probably a bit sore over it but as a collective we knew we were seven days from coming into Nolan Park for our, for our last championship match and um, thankfully the boys the boys were really really good all week uh, we knew we knew coming in we were going to get a bounce off them it was just a matter of not letting the emotion and the I suppose the the, the rivalry with Kenny take over we had to be calculated and what we did and uh, thankfully we were for a finish every time we pushed four points ahead towards the end that was the most pleasing aspect of it because as I said emotion wasn't going to take over today we need to be calculated and get the win The midway part of the first half seemed to be a crucial stage of the match where Wexford kind of got a grip of them again yeah, yeah. Well, look, we did. We, we Dio Keefe, I suppose, played a very important role for us today, like he did throughout the league, and uh, he got on a lot of ball. But I felt that I felt that Lee and Rory and Connor Mack were, were securing a lot of possession for us in our forward line, and that's what we needed. Uh, we were playing with a bit of a gale. We probably we could have been six up at half time. Um, Owen Murphy made an outrageous save from Connor Mack's effort, but ultimately at half time we knew that we were going to have it in the tank to stay going for 80 minutes, and uh, thankfully that's exactly what we did five point downs after was after 10 minutes though Darren didn't you five points down we worried at all at that stage that Kenny were going to get a bit of a head start on you oh yeah you would always be like you're coming into Nolan Park and, 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 and the, home, the home team get on top of you but look ultimately as I said we are building for this um, over particularly over the last few days but we knew we were going to have to come here and get something and, and the lads showed that we, there's great character in that dressing room uh, they have shown that over the last few years every time they're knocked back they always come out fighting and swinging so the big the big thing for us now is over the next three weeks can we get that level of consistency keep the level of consistency in our training and make sure that when we go to our preliminary court final that we're in good stead and, um, and, and ready to attack the All-Ireland Championship and I'm sure that break in between today's fixture is of benefit to you it is, it is, look we're getting bodies back in the field you see Lee Chin's impact today like that man had a five month hamstring injury Like uh, he was always going to take a few games to get back up to speed, he was top notch today, Shane Reck is back training now, uh, Sean Murphy is making making a back uh, you know he's not too far away after a back surgery so we're going to have more bodies on the pitch also our under 20s are back in, in amongst the squad after after their Leinster final loss and we're trying to build we're trying to really really build a panel you see Oshin Foley Charlie McGuck and these lads who played vital parts for us today they've never worn a, a Wexford jersey in championship match before this year so we're trying to build, build a good crew build a crew that can uh, sustain all these games and over the next three weeks we want our training to be ultra competitive on a personal level, what does it mean to you, Darby? Because I was watching you hit every ball with them lads out there tonight, and I know you had a great league up to the Waterford match here, but on a personal level, what does it mean to you tonight? Yeah, yeah, look, it's a really, really big game. Uh, I'm well used to playing Kilkenny. Uh, I've encountered them between All Ireland's, All Ireland finals, and, and league games, and I've utmost respect for them. But my job at present is with the Wexford Senior Hurlers. I know exactly what they've given to us since we met them on the 27th of November, and uh, I really wanted them to perform today. And yes, I definitely hit every ball with them but uh, ultimately we're building a United squad and the backroom team is no different so I wanted us to get over the line Well done Thanks a million Carlo Senior Hurling Manager Tom Mullally also spoke to us after the Barrowsiders clash with Offaly Tom, uh, the lads have said bittersweet, heartbreak. You won a match, it's heartbreaking because you're not in the John Mac final, but uh, great to come up toughly and win. You have to be happy with the performance also. Oh, no, we're definitely happy with the performance. I think, I mean, we came to do our job and we did our job at, at the end of the day. There's only once that was done that everything else became relevant, like, you know, and it, did, it hasn't worked out in our favour today. The Kerry match in Dr. Cullen Park, you were disappointed that day. The Carlo supporters were disappointed. It really has come back to haunt Carlo, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, we've definitely got a kick in the rear end as a result of it. And I think today is probably the proof of that, that, you mean, like, you don't get to pick and choose 
is when you when you turn up in in competitions like the Joe Macra or, or or any any championship competition and stuff like that. And I think if it's a lesson for lads to learn going forward, and like that's that's definitely one for us. Like you know, what will you take out of the competition, Tom? It's never simple. There's not a lot between the teams. They've all finished on six points now, and uh, scoring difference is the difference. And unfortunately, that's where Carlo's up. But what what will you take from it? There's been some good days for Carlo. Got off to a great start. That hiccup and some nice performances down and awfully the, the latter two games. I think we've been consistent enough in the last three games. I think the the, the meat match was was uh, was a a very hurling a very hurling orientated performance and stuff like that. It was just a pity we didn't back it up the following week. And I think out of out of all the games we played, it's probably really only the Kerry match that we've left ourselves down in. The results can go for you or go against you, but I think you've got to be competitive. And in all games, bar the Kerry match, we were competitive and we were making decisions and taking responsibility. Um, and I think there's a level of consistency still to be gained there and stuff that way. But I think we've. Shown that there's hurlers in Carlow that they can compete. I think the transition thing it can be overplayed too and stuff that way. I mean, I appreciate players come and players go and stuff like that, but there's there's plenty for Carlow to play for going forward. But I, I, Carlow being a small county, unfortunately, needs everybody to put their shoulders to the wheel, and that's not that's not always possible at times. Okay, and uh, before I let you go, young players are brought in. As you said, there's not a conveyor belt in Carlow. You're, you're dealing with five senior clubs, four up to last year, now five. But the younger players, they've really come in well. You know, and I spoke to Paul Cody. He said, "Don't want to mention the names, but you know." all the young players you've introduced they've all held their own in this competition and it's taken them time and it's probably taken them time to build the trust with, with the older players too when they're and soldier through through things for years I mean, and stuff like that. but I think they're willing they're, they'll make mistakes and they have made mistakes and stuff like that but they're, they're trying to learn from those and they're trying to push forward and that's all anyone who's, who's, who's trying to play a sport can do it doesn't matter whether it's tennis or rugby or, or, or football or, or hurling I mean, and stuff like that. people make mistakes but as long as you don't make the same mistakes over and over I think you're learning and you should improve as a result of it and the younger players we've, we've We've introduced, thankfully, have been have taken that responsibility on board. Like you know. Okay. Well, listen, you brought us on a great journey, and I lo- just weren't lucky today. It's a pity we're not in the final, and that's the way it goes. But sport can be cruel. Tom, it was cruel today, but I think the moral of the story is not winning at home against Kerry came back to haunt Carlo today. I said it already. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you needn't say any more than that, Brendan. I think that that sums it up for us all. I think. Okay. Well, listen. Thanks. You were very good to us on the media during the year. You always are very helpful, and I want to appreciate that. And uh, best of luck going forward. We look forward to seeing you again, and not to this in the future. No problem. Thanks, thanks for good man. Thanks for everything. Mind yourself. Thanks. Carlo senior hurler Marty Kavanagh also reflected on Carlo's season. Bittersweet, Paul Cody just said. I think it is bittersweet. Heartbreak to come up and win an awfully. Not many do it and lose out by. Kerry winning an Antrim it's heartbreaking but reverts back to losing to Kerry at home yeah look it's, it's, it's devastating you know it's a complete anticlimax there to, to winning the match and then hearing the news but you look it, it is what it is and you look it goes back to the Kerry match and it's all fault and look it's nice to finish with a win and, and especially up in Offaly and uh, something to build on you know going forward so look we'll, we'll look take it on the chin and we'll go again like yeah because in fairness after the hiccup against Kerry you bounced back and you, you were successful ever since you know and Tom said that we always twists and turns in this competition unfortunately the final twist was Kerry winning an Antrim but uh, a great performance by Carlo today yeah look I think I thought we were, very, we were brilliant now today in fairness you know, we were very up for it and regardless of if, if whatever happened up, in, up, up up the north we wanted to win anyway and, and just be positive and get the win and as I said if, if, if things went our way great call back if not something to build on for next year and we'll take it forward you know okay. now I did hear during the week and heard it not on the radio but I heard local you're, you're going to head away for a few mm. days in the summer and you probably won't be will you be back for the latter end of the championship or are you gone for first no. at Mullins no I'm gone now for, I'm finished now uh, club hurling there for, just for the summer and look I, I'll be back there at the end of the year so that's, I won't, unfortunately I won't get to play but look this is the way it is but Look, I just have a few niggles there now. I just want to mind the way there now and, and go, go, I'm trying to think about next year already, John. Okay, well, you have to live your life as well, Marty. Well, listen, I want to wish you well in your travels and thanks for everything. You've been fantastic with Carl and we look forward to seeing you back in the Carl jersey very, very soon. Stay safe in America and bring me back a free magnet. <laughs> I will. Thanks very much, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Cody also spoke to Scoreline about Carlo's failure to progress to the Joe McDonough Cup final. Paul Cody, Paul, disappointing in the end, but uh, it's terribly disappointed after you win and play well. Uh, Antrim didn't beat Kerry in, in, in Corrigan Park, so Carlo come and do the business and awfully, and Antrim match at home comes back to haunt us. It does, yeah. Um, I don't know whether to laugh or cry at the moment. Um, bittersweet, I suppose. Um, 
obviously yes Kerry, Kerry won yeah, I'm just trying to, to, to get me, wrap my head around it at the moment and all we could do was take care of, of our house today and I didn't even put the scenario of Antrim not beat Kerry in my head because I didn't want to ease up at any stage today um, so I never even you know thought about that uh, I seen the Antrim team come up on the bus and I seen that they had made a lot of changes they were after making nine or ten changes and uh, you know I feared the worst then but anyway I'm hugely proud uh, as you know we had, we had a very bad performance against Kerry um, and our backs were to the wall then and we put in a great performance to get Antrim up in Antrim which is a very very difficult place to go and we had another very good performance last week and we had an excellent performance today so I think we showed real character there in the past three or four weeks and real pride in, pride in the jersey and pride in Carlo Hurland and you know we, we were always very proud and we were very disappointed with our effort against Kerry and um, you know we were very adamant on rectifying that the last few weeks so I'm very proud of that I'm obviously just disappointed that um, we're not in the John McDonough final at the moment but um, with, the, with the skin of your teeth Paul it's, it's just one of those things and you've said it all it comes back to losing at home you have to win your home matches you do yeah and you know in hindsight I, I think score difference kills us now because I think we all finished on six points and look it's a learning curve um to learn a couple because a lot of young lads there there's a, a huge there's a huge turnover of young lads and I, I won't start naming because there's so many of them um, but we have 8 or 9 8 or 9 new lads that came in this year and they've done fantastic and every game they've gone from strength to strength um, could be handing the jersey over to him now and, and wishing him and, and supporting him from the stand but um, uh, it's, still a young lad Paul it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's in safe hands I don't know what the future holds now the, the body's starting to slow down uh, a great day for, for the family uh, Richie Richie equals Edward's record today of, of, of appearances um, if it was in any other county you know 164 65 appearances uh, if we talked about the length and breadth of the country in, in Cairo that won't happen but it, it's amazing um, it's amazing to have 164 5 appearances for your, for, for your county and it, very easy play for your county when you know you'll be contesting all in the finals every year but when uh, when you're getting no publicity and you're getting no limelight um, you know I, I've, the, I've the utmost respect for the boys that boys that, that, that train uh, three or four times a week with us just, just to represent our county because it's not a simple thing to do um, sometimes but uh, I'm hugely proud of all the boys and you know especially Richie today for um, you know equaling Eddie's record I don't know if Eddie's overly happy but <laughs> fair play to both anyway. yeah fair play, to, fair play to him fair play to him but yeah as I said just yeah between Richie and Jen are in general the whole team uh, I, I, I referenced the, the whole thing I'm just hugely proud of, of our effort um, there's been, it's been a small bit of a transition but if we rectify or if we uh, rectify a couple of things this year and, and we have the same heart and pride that we had today um, we'll be okay going forward in Carlow G uh, okay, well, I look forward to seeing you at the club championship Paul and yeah. I certainly look forward to seeing you in the Carlow jersey again you have a lot to offer you've been a great servant yourself uh, you mentioned the younger players I know you didn't want to mention names but the conveyor belt is never massive in Carlow but any of the young fellas that have come in this year they've really coped well they have, they have. Um, just, as I said, if you hear Mark someone, I forget someone, but Conor Kyo has been fantastic the last couple of years, uh, or the last couple of matches. Uh, Fikra Fitzpatrick was excellent, Jack McCullough. Then you look at Niall Bulger, Fikra Tool. Um, as I said, there, there's, there's even more than that, uh, Scott Tracy. And they'll have to learn and um, they'll, they'll get there. Um, but do you know, as I, as I said to you, the, the, they're the ones incoming, doing the training, they won't get any publicity, but the ones that represent their county. Um, so it's, it's brilliant brilliant that we, we have them coming um, our pick is very small we know that we're punching, we're punching above our weight it's just phenomenal what we're doing with four, five, six clubs represented every day we go with Carlo it, no one else in, in Ireland is doing what we're doing uh, per population um, so we need help I, I reiterate what I've always said from the start we need help we need the clubs to come together we need outside help from outside Carlo or else we'll always be here and that's realistic because we can't push on to the next level um, unless our playing population gets higher OK before I let you go Paul there's not too many hurling teams come to O'Connor Park and Tullamore Burr and beat Offaly Carlo have done so today you said it at the start bittersweet pity not in a Joe McFinal but uh, congratulations on the win and well done on the consistency shown after the, the little bit of a backstep against Kerry uh, well done to you and all the lads and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the future yeah, thanks very much Brendan and cheers for all the coverage we appreciate it thanks very much right. thanks Paul we also caught up with Offaly manager Michael Fenley on his year with the Faithful County Michael, you're obviously disappointed because you had a good enough competition. It was in your own hands. But Carlo come up here today and they played a nice brand of hurling and got out with the victory. Kerry won in Antrim and deprived Carlo of going forward. So Offaly and Carlo bow out. Yeah, unfortunately, look, Britain, I suppose that's the, the the system. And you know, there's there's pros and cons to it. Like, but yeah, it was in our hands today. Like, to be fair to Carlo, they were banking on another result. I suppose to go their way, um, and we didn't perform today. I suppose that's the hardest part about it. Like, we had a huge game last week, and like personally myself, I think nearly t- took it out of us nearly t- to get over that game. You know, it's nearly an 18 
minute match nearly in terms of the time on the field and I would have personally felt the turnaround of seven days was, you know, was going to be a challenge and I knew Carlo were there waiting in the long grass too they got over down fairly comfortable to be fair like they played well in that first half in particular and they, 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 they seen the game out so look I knew it was going to be 50-50 today I knew it was going, we were going to be up um, you know, but we'd have it, we'd have it uh, a very difficult task and just unfortunately I suppose we didn't play as well as we can and, and that's the hardest part like when you perform and you lose you know it, it, I don't mind to be honest like you know better team wins but when you don't perform you know that, 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 that hurts but look we keep going again like you know there's a nice young, young group here and uh, and hopefully like you know we'll we'll have further progress and, and, and further uh, success down the line Yeah it won't happen overnight Michael and people in Offaly will have to be patient and the Joe Mac people don't understand but you've won you've great track record with Kenny playing at senior level but this Joe McDonough is a highly competitive competition Oh yeah no it's look at the Delhi competition and look like Kerry and Kerry ourselves Carlo Down Antrim like are there like Antrim are probably a step ahead right and that's not to say now Kerry like it'll, it'll be a very good game but Antrim definitely in terms of the league this year in Division 1 and I suppose their, their, their games during the Joe Mack they'd have to win in, you know, 4 out of 5 obviously and today they had a lot of changes so like, they are definitely in a, in a strong position and look he'll have a team he'll have probably Westmead or Leash coming down now into it next year as well he'll have Kildare coming up from the Christie ring so it's going to be even tougher I think next year uh, and that, look that's what you want you want a, a very exciting challenge in uh, Joe McDonough and you'll have that for the next couple of years I think uh, Brendan okay, Well listen commiserations on today Michael but keep up the good work on Offaly they're all happy enough with you up here you're, I know it's a little bit heartbreaking for you today to lose out but just a word on Carlo because you know we're Casey Lauren you're close to Carlo uh, down there in Ballyhale and in Kilkenny but uh, they hurt well today ah, they did now look they did uh, Mouse Cavanagh like I know Mouse was over in America with him and uh, playing against him over there like so he's a lucky, lovely player like and played against him at club level too Chris Nolan lovely player Jack Cavan is still going strong there to be fair to him and they have some nice young young players there as well young Nolan in the forwards too or sorry young Keogh um, they got one or two from the 20s there yeah. and McCullough as well so no they're, they're nice no, nice young Fika and now Fika I saw a couple of his games in the last couple of weeks now again it's actually hard to see him out here because you're so focused on yourself but uh, or on your own lads but yeah no look a lot of good stuff there in Carlo and, and, and look Tom Mulally is there like, you know, uh, John Darmody is a Ballyhale man there and uh, they have a, a, a good uh, Carlo man Pat Murphy's involved as well so a lot of good people there too and uh, look they're probably disappointed at how their season started and, um, and look I think they'll learn from that again and, and hopefully build on that going forward as well and as I said you need teams like the Carlos Offleys and all them coming stronger and getting better I think everyone wants that to happen and everyone is in favour of it obviously so the more good people involved the better I think you know Look, okay, well that's reminiscent of what Tom said to me earlier and Paul Cody said that everyone needs to back the likes of the Offleys and the Carlos before I let you go Michael this will be going out on KSLR now before Kenny and Wexford how do you see this evening going in UPMC in Allen Park yeah look I'm hoping for, for obviously a win and uh, it's going to be a challenging one like similar to ourselves here we needed a win or a draw and obviously we didn't get it and, and we, we, bow, we bow out and Kenny are, are in the exact same boat um, the only probably fear I'd have is Wexford could be coming and they haven't been playing well and is there a big performance in them you know and uh, they, you know, obviously against Kilkenny like you know they, they, they'll fancy their chances I say to a certain degree but I think Kilkenny the last against Dublin were, were you know hurled very well I don't think it was a big a big 70 odd minutes like where it, it took it out of them so I think there will be plenty left in the tank from last week and, uh, and the boys have been playing well they've been playing very well over the last number of weeks and hopefully that performance continues and obviously look we'll have a big crowd a big home crowd I think this evening and be, be heading back that way myself now OK and it looks like uh, Munster the same Michael because all these group competitions the John Mack the Leinster Championship the Munster I mean Tip haven't done well yet but yet they can still qualify tomorrow it's ironic the way things can work out yeah it is yeah I know it is um, everyone's saying that they're well gone and even Cork were gone but like it'd be interesting to see how that game goes now the Munster between Cork and Tipperary in particular I think that'll tell a lot but like I you know, I think there's serious talent in Cork to be honest you know and I know they haven't been performing for the first two games but that's the Munster Championship it's a very difficult championship like so you're playing like Limerick and Clare obviously hit, hit a serious run of form and uh, you know if, if you look at them during the league like you know they're a completely different team like so so look that's championship uh, and sometimes, sometimes it lands well with some teams and other teams it doesn't but uh, looking forward to seeing some of those games today now there's a heap of sport on I know the Christy Ring final is on today and David Errity is up there with, with Kildare so, ho- so hopefully for him they get through a lot like, of these Kilkenny managers all over the country <laughs> they are, they are all, David is doing a great job in Kildare yeah no he is he is no, they have a good team and look that's a, they'll, they'll more than likely be up in um, you know, all due respect to Mayo like I think Kildare have a very strong team so um, I, I'd expect them, them to win today but, uh, but yeah look yeah, a lot of good stuff going on there Brendan and you know look sure it's all good and as I said hopefully we'll get a win this evening now in Kilkenny like, and, and drive on for a Leinster final OK well, listen in, uh, in defeat thanks for joining me today I know it's disappointing and heartbreaking for you but uh, more to do uh, with Offaly and I'm sure they'll get there a great win for the Miners the other night and a lot of work to go but uh, it won't happen overnight but listen well done on competition in the John Mack and commiserations to Carol and yourselves and thanks for having a chat with Casey Lar. Cheers Brendan thanks, thanks so much
Kilkenny under-20s manager Derek Ling reflected on Kilkenny's All-Ireland triumph over Limerick in Thurles on Sunday. Derek, sum that up for me. Fantastic, but uh, that's my words, but what's yours? Ah, that was brilliant. Still trying to get over. The, yeah, it's just a great feeling at the end. Thought we were super all the way through. We never let go. We um, we kept chasing, kept hunting. The work was there, and uh, I'm delighted for them. A great bunch of players. Everybody is. Yeah, Michael just said on a commentary, the work ethic from the word go, even without the ball, you did so well. Yeah, no, for sure. And like we made mistakes. We said to him at the start, go make mistakes and keep going, keep fighting, and. We, we probably made life hard on ourselves at times again, but that's been our team throughout the year. And you know what? That's the game. They kept going and I'm just thrilled for them. You hurled better in the second half. They did get their chances. They missed a few frees. They missed yes. the last glorious opportunity to bring it to extra time. But to be fair, everybody here felt that Kenny were a better team over the hour and approved the result. But it was tight all the way, Derek. One no. at half time and just one in the end. Yeah, look, for us it was about staying in the game, really, because uh, we know what Limerick are capable of doing and they've done it throughout the year. They've put up big scores and... I knew once we were in the game, there wasn't a few, you know, a point or two in at a half time, whether it was ourselves or if it was Limerick that were up, I knew we'd be strong finishing it off because uh, we've shown throughout the year that we, we keep going, we keep going, we keep fighting, we hurt right to the end, and um, that's the way it worked out. Just was, was there extra pressure the fact that Kenny haven't won at underage in quite a while? Do you know what? It's not really, no, it's not. There's a pressure, you put pressure on yourself, you want to do your best. I mean, you're, you're representing Kenny and. You, Every time you go out there, you're looking to win, and um, so no more pressure than what comes with that, to be honest with you. And uh, I'm just thrilled for them because they put a huge amount of work in. A lot of people are thrilled for you also. What does it mean to you now get them over the line in an All Ireland final? Because you know you probably didn't sleep last night. No, I wasn't too bad. I, mean, <laughs> I mightn't sleep tonight now, but uh, you probably won't go home. No, I probably I mightn't. But uh, no, but look, we'll enjoy this. I mean, and it, we should when you get success and you get a win like that you need to enjoy these things because they don't come around that often and uh, look there's a bright future ahead there all those players have good futures ahead of them and they please God a lot of them will end up playing senior for Kilkenny at some point You're very proud of them Derek Oh no I really am yeah no I am because it was a gutsy performance that took the whole way through like we had we'd Offaly then we'd Galway we'd Wexford Limerick we'd been tested the whole way through like and it's well deserved. Well, listen, thanks a million. Congratulations. Delighted for you. Thanks Delighted for the team. I go in there and enjoy the celebration. So I go home early tonight. Will do. Thanks a million. Thanks, my man. Thanks. Kilkenny chairman Jimmy Walsh celebrated Kilkenny's All-Ireland victory. Here's what he had to say. Jimmy was chairman of the Kenny County Board. Jimmy, a magnificent day. And, you know, I mentioned it last day, without taking anything away from the rest of the panel, for Wine Gap, it's a massive day. But for Kenny, this has been brilliant. Oh, it's been absolutely fabulous. This is probably the greatest day of our life at, at the moment, right? And uh, such an achievement. Uh, so long waiting. And after uh, last night's well, and for suppose Wine Gap, two players on the panel, both them feature on the team today, and Billy Drennan for Galmoy. But uh, credit to Derek and all the people that worked so hard, and all the panellists and the backroom team that worked so hard through the years to achieve this. It was a great performance today, Jimmy. They worked hard without the ball. The work ethic of Kilkenny from the off today, Michael Walsh saying on commentary, was top class. And, and they got the deserving reward in the end. It was a terrific win. It was, yeah. And maybe in the second half, conditions were a bit greasy and you'd be afraid of one ball that gets spilled. But they just stuck in and they dug in and... They, they, they really done well. They created the best of the goal chances during the day as well. So, Kenny hurling needed an underage win. They've got it. They did. I suppose the greatest thing was the the match in Galway. That's is our match against Galway in Tullamore. That's it. Or in um, Tullamore. Yeah. That, that's us on the train. I suppose we learn more below in Carlo, just getting barely through against Wexford, and this is icing on the cake. So. Okay, you're a happy man tonight, and the seniors, of course, into a Leinster final. Disappointing result last night, but look, they're in the final as well, so all going well, Jimmy, at the right time of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what happened yesterday is the past. What happens today? Tomorrow now we focus on that, so uh, it's on to the Leinster final. Well, good morning. Thanks for having a word. Enjoy the celebrations. Take care. Come on, Jimmy. Thanks. Carlo senior footballer Dara Foley also spoke to Scoreline about the Talton Cup. Well, 
Welcome back to Scoreline with myself, Shane O'Keefe. Now, the draw for the inaugural Charlton Cup was made earlier this week with Carlo taking on Tipperary in Netwatch Cullen Park on Sunday, May 29th, 2 o'clock in the first round. A game you can listen to live on KCLR. Nike side are in this competition following a first round Leinster Championship defeat to Mickey Hart's Loud, but I am delighted to be joined on the line by Carlo captain Dara Foley to look ahead to the big game for the county. First of all, Dara, thanks very much for coming on and looking at the draw you're facing Tipperary how tough of a challenge will that be yeah it's going to be a tough game very tough game to get um, especially after Tipperary getting promoted out of Division 4 this year but uh, I suppose it's, it's exciting that the home draw so hopefully we get a good crowd in Dr. Cullen and we can, uh, we can we can cause an upset there uh, so we're really looking forward to it now you faced them already in the league will you be trying to take some pieces of information from that game to learn from that defeat Oh, absolutely, yeah. I uh, suppose we 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 missed a few goal chances actually down there in Central Stadium this year, which we could have taken in the first half. We probably could have been probably would have been a different story come the end of the game. But um, you know, they'll probably take a lot of learnings from that game as well. So it probably cancel each other out. And I suppose Championship takes on a, a, a different a different game altogether. You know, uh, probably a different pace than than league football. So it's hard to know what we can we can learn from. But we'll try to take take as much learning from that game as we can uh, and, and see where see how we get on with it. Now, you made a good point as well, saying that this game is in Netwatch Cullen Park. The last game was in Semple Stadium. How important is that home advantage? Because we know when you get a good Carlo crowd behind you and championing you that the atmosphere can be electric. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, home advantage is huge, you know. You're, you're, you're well used to your home ground and I suppose Carlo is a little bit smaller than than Semple Stadium, and so hopefully we can use that to our advantage, you know. And and it, you know, Tipperary have a lot of strong forwards there, so hopefully we might be able to clog up with a bit of space for them there, and they won't get it as easy as they did down in Semple Stadium. So hopefully we use that to our advantage, and, and we come out with the right side of the results. And and looking back then, say on that loud defeat, how disappointing of a result was that for the entire panel? But- Ah yeah, it was a, it was very disappointing, you know. The only thing I can say about the lads is, is that they all dust themselves down after and they've been training really hard for the last couple of weeks in preparation for the Talton Cup and you know, it shows a bit, a bit of character in the lads that that's there. So there's no there's been no secret about the, with the turnover of players that we're after having this year and we're, we're after building a lot of new lads in there. So it was a very disappointing result against Loud and very disappointing performance but the lads are eager to 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 make amends for that, and there's no better place to do it than a, than a, in a home championship game in Dr. Cullen. So the lads are really looking forward to that. And you, you kind of mentioned the the time scale there. Do you feel as though the length of time between the loud game and the tip game will be advantages, or do you worry that it's maybe a bit too long of a break? Oh, it's, it's, it's kind of. It's, it, because the loud game was so long ago, it's kind of like a different. Well, it is a different competition anyway, but it's like that was a, a, a one-stop game against Loud, and that like it was a, a chance to, to to put in performance. And unfortunately, we didn't do that. But we're kind of after dusting ourselves down, as we said, and it's kind of like with another little mini pre-season as such in preparation for this uh, for the Talton Cup. So it's we're really really looking forward to going out again, as I said in the home game and, and then try to put on performance and, and hopefully get that win that the lads deserve for their, for their endeavours throughout the year Yeah we were we were talking I think after the Waterford game and uh, we were you were kind of highlighting some guys getting their first win in a Carlow jersey and everything like that and you mentioned the new players that have been breathed into the squad the time between them is no, no doubt going to be helpful coming up to this massive game against Tipperary. So the preparations, I'd imagine, are kind of a lot of lads are still learning, but everyone is gelling together. That's probably what it's all about, is it? Yes, yeah, that's like everyone. Lads have have become closer over the last few weeks, and and there's bonds been built there, which which you need, which any successful team needs. And you know, we knew this year was going to be tough. There was no denying that. I, it's been it's been a little bit tougher than we expected, but I suppose it, it that instills a little bit of uh, steel in lads, and because as I said, lads haven't stepped away. It would have been easy for lads to walk away or go back to the clubs, but they haven't, and they're stuck at it. And you know they've they've trained really hard over the last couple of weeks, and and are really looking forward to trying to drive Carlo football on, and that's what you want. You know, you want lads in there that are ready to put their shoulder to the wheel and and and, and to improve things. 
and that's that's the only way we are going to improve. You know. There's been a lot of talk about the format of this cup. Uh, we we were talking to Brendan Hennessy. He was pure delight that he might get the chance to go to New York as well to commentate on a game. But some players, there's been a worry that they mightn't buy into it with Downs, Barry O'Hagan calling it a bit pointless. What's your opinion of it? Yeah, I suppose, well, this year it's kind of been a bit rushed in a little bit this year with the fact that it's just a, a one-off championship game and it's, it, the losers are, are, are out, you know, and they, they might won't have uh, inter-county football for could be seven or eight months, you know. But I feel it is a bit rushed in this year. But next year there's there's group stages in it and and probably a little bit more of a better format. So for for the likes of ourselves in Division Four, and it, it, it's it's a competition that probably is needed. Uh, you know there is a massive gulf there, and you know the only way we're going to improve is by by getting games under our belt in summertime and and then trying to win those games and progress on then and go into your league format the following year and and strike it out of Division Four and progress through the leagues because. That's the only way you're going to get to play these big games against big teams is by getting up through the leagues and and showing that you're you're ready to take them on, you know. And and you perfectly encapsulated it there. The straight knockout format is is a bit of worry because supporters and players alike might be frustrated if it doesn't do anything to increase the amount of competitive games this season. You know, if if God forbid that you didn't get past Tipperary, that's the season done, and then you're waiting another seven or eight months. Do you do you worry that maybe fans or or, or the tide might turn on on the players? I don't think that it'll turn on the players as such, because I think people in Carlo understand where we're at at the moment and and what what what's trying to what we're trying to do and trying to develop the, these younger lads because said a lot of players stepped away at the same time. Yeah. But it is it is a worry that there's only you could be one and done, you know, and that's where I felt that was it. Talbot Cup was rushed in this year. If, if they had have went with the group format that they've spoken about at the start of the year, which is coming in next year, it would have been great because you would have got three games and you it would have been a massive benefit to 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 everyone, you know. The more games you get in summertime in championship, it, it can't but be a help to to county teams, you know, especially the likes of ourselves that are trying to progress. And trying to progress, you're in that squad and you can see you know, what's coming up through the ranks. How much potential do you reckon there is amongst the panel to go and achieve these things? And, and, and could the Charlton Cup be the key to unlocking that potential within the young squad? Absolutely. You know, I suppose I, I've been in there quite a few years now and I, I, I probably wouldn't be still here if I didn't think there was potential in it to, 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 to progress and to get back to hopefully Division 3 and further in a couple of years and that's why it's still, it's still going you know and I say a few, a few lads are in the same boat as me because they can see that there's there's a lot of potential there and a lot of young lads it's just trying to get that out of them and, and to to keep them keep them motivated and keep them you know keep them make sure that they stay, stay coming and stay doing the right things and you know it, it's hard for youngsters out there like young lads coming through there's lots of different things going on and to try to keep them coming back, but if we hopefully if we can get a win against Tipperary because that'd be huge for everyone within the county and all that to show that there is signs of progression there, and you need that every now and then just to keep lads motivated. You know, is there a real sense that this is a huge legitimate chance to win some silverware while also building towards that future? Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If you like, you know, a lot of bar maybe one or two teams at the top end of Division 3, there's not much of a difference between all the counties that are in this competition, you know, and on any given day, you can beat each other. So, we just hope that we come out with the right side of it and on Sunday week against Tipperary and, and we're just going to take it game by game and, and that's all you can do, you know. Well, Dara, thanks very much. We're looking forward to that game. I can't tell you how much we are looking forward to that game. Uh, we've been following along, you know, all the the, the inter county journey and the the club football last year it was tremendous. Getting to be able to cover it all, but we wish you nothing but the best of luck. Niall Crew and yourself have been nothing but a gentleman to us here at KCLR. Always so nice with your time. So we're proudly going to be rooting for you. And I'd imagine the most biased commentary to ever happen from Willie Quinlan and Brendan Hennessy on the day as well we wish you nothing but the best of luck Dara
Jane, Jane, thanks so much. Thanks very much. Thank you. Dara Foley there, ladies and gentlemen, captain of the side as they are going to be going up against Tipperary in the Chelsea Cup. It is a one and done if they lose, but if they win, they continue on and there's a real chance of some silverware there. Lots still to come here on Scoreline. Stick around. Davy Jones was back again to talk all things fitness. From Davy Jones Fitness, it is Mr. Davy Jones. Davy, how are you doing, sir? Good now, Shane, and you? Are you pulling any trucks as of yes, or will you be doing it very, very soon? Um, yeah, in about three or four hours' time now. <laughs> so you're carb loading at the moment, is it? Carb loading is right, yeah. Uh, Davy, for the past 20 weeks, we've been uh, having a chat. You've brought me on a 20 week kind of uh, crash course on how to actually lift weights, uh, you know well <laughs> and know what I'm actually doing the 20 weeks is up as of now how did I go on? yeah it went well how do you think you went on? Uh, not too bad I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm quite happy with uh, uh, learning and been able to utilise a, a personal trainer and it was quite beneficial just for myself who was experiencing a lot of burnout before to be able to lo- learn the dynamics and what I'm actually doing when I'm lifting weights uh, it was a 20 week course it started off as 10 weeks it became 20 weeks uh, you talked about how that is good for setting you up after it I suppose when you use a personal trainer you don't want to use one for the rest of your life you want to be set up for the rest of it is that part of your training you want to have them been able to go out on their own afterwards Exactly, yeah. We just want to educate people towards how to lift weights correctly, how to do it in a safe manner, how to eat properly, you know, for a lifestyle choice, rather than not a diet. Or, do you know what I mean? What I mean by diet is a restrictive diet or anything like that. So what we want to do there is teach people how to have a healthy lifestyle, basically, through training and nutrition. It looks like fun is uh, probably a big aspect of it too. There's a lot of banter that's there and you're making people enjoy going to the gym while putting them under strenuous circumstances just from lifting. Um, is that something that you try and bring to personal training amongst everyone that you're working with? Exactly, yeah. We just like, like you said, just have the crack of people and, and it makes everything easier. Like, training doesn't have to be that serious. Well, serious at times, but if you're not having fun, there's not really much point either. If it's if it's misery, like you know, there's not much point to it. So, yeah, we try to make it fun, and we understand like we go through ourselves. And some days it's harder than others, and making light of it is, is the only way forward. The days that are har- harder than others, um, when someone is going out on their own after personal training, the days that are harder than others, how do they keep that discipline and keep that person in their head that was there during training? Because you're on your own, you don't want to go on some days, you're very lethargic, you're very tired, you mightn't have had enough sleep, whatever. How do you keep yourself disciplined? Yeah, the main thing there is just is try to keep to the routine. Like the, you see yourself, the person training, there was, there was all the routine, your three days during the week, and then there are usually similar days to what you've done the previous week. And that's the main thing, like, is the consistency and uh, keeping to keeping to the plan. And no matter, no matter what happens, within reason, is just stay with your plan and try not to go off too much. Uh, speaking of plans there as well uh, I'm in my 30s now at the moment and we've talked about last week about people that may have been in an older generation how do they keep training but how do youths get into training I see that you have something there coming up uh, specifically designed towards adolescents yeah that's it we've we a team fitness classes coming up now uh, starting next month and yeah it's just like you know teenagers and secondary school kids are going to be off now doing and you know, there's not really a whole lot for them to do. And gym-wise, a lot of gyms, they can't go in. Maybe they're too young, if they're 13, 14, 15. Um, yes, I'm going to bring them into a, a class-based area and, and do some lifting lift with them and see how they like it. Yeah, it's all about kind of developing a hunger at a younger age. Exactly, yeah. That and technique is a big thing at a younger age. Well, like, in Ireland, unfortunately, there's not, there's not much... Um, secondary schools that have access to gyms or or education, if even if they do the education to teach kids, you know, how to exercise properly through lifting weights is more kind of field sports and um, running, etc., stuff like that. But lifting weights is something is unfortunate here in Ireland that we're, we're not taught until you know, we're in our early 20s or late teens or so. 
Well, I've immensely enjoyed my time with you, Davy. I'm not going to keep you so, uh, that long, but uh, Kilkenny won the under-20 All-Ireland there today. What would you suggest to the guys for some type of rest period after a very strenuous kind of hurling season? A lot of them would have played with clubs, now they're playing inter-county, and this would be applicable to a lot of adolescents that play a lot of different disciplines and then also play with their schools, play with their clubs, play with their counties in some cases. What rec- What would you give piece of information would you give to those young people that are really pushing their bodies to the limit? The main thing with any, especially GEA, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of injuries and stuff and it's, it's so fast moving, so much change of direction. Um, the main thing is, is strength and conditioning there. If I, if I was able to get my hands on a lot of young lads to, to teach them, you know, some strength and conditioning stuff, it'd be, it'd be great. Like, you know, especially with field sports like that because it's, it's, it's very dangerous in the sense of knees and ankles, hips, stuff like that, injuries. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of uh, S&C work in G at the moment. It's starting to come in now slowly, but the more that, the better. And hopefully this next generation, like you just said, is is getting into it more and they get the education on how to lift weights for sport, not to, not like we discussed before, saying of disco muscles, lifting weights for sports. Like what, they, what they need to do is develop their knees and their ankles and develop speed is, is, is a different thing. I laugh every time you say disco muscles. Davey, thank you so much for the 20-week journey. The blog post will be going up on scoreline.ie throughout the week. If people want to get in touch, and a lot of people were reading the blog post and they were kind of reaching out to myself or reaching out to yourself, uh, if people want to get in touch with you and reach out, where would be the best place to do it? Um, Davey Jones Fitness on Instagram, Facebook, or DaveyJonesFitness.ie is our website. You can see all our different plans there. And yeah, that's it, 10 10 Davey, thanks ever so much. Go pull that truck, sir, and I'll be talking to you very, very soon. Kilkenny cyclist Maya Griffin chatted to Shane about winning medals at the Trax Nations Cup. Thanks very much. Uh, I've been preparing for that competition probably for... A few weeks before it now, um, and obviously preparing for it for a, a good long time. So I'm happy it came all together anyway on the day. <laughs> yeah, it's been absolutely huge. When we found out the information here at KCLR, we were all delighted for you. Uh, what, what does the training routine, like, you know, we're delighted and we, when we get to see the result, but a lot happens before that result. What's the training routine like for something as monumentous as that? I think it's a lot of racing. And then a lot of recovering in between the racing. Uh, so it's actually, it's like there's been training sessions specifically in between those races. But um, I raced in Glasgow a week and a half, two weeks maybe before Canada. And I think that was a really, a really good preparation going into Canada. Uh, and then also I raced over in Luxembourg on the road and that was um three days of racing on the on the bounce and I think that was that was really, really important in my preparation was that was that road racing. And then other than that it was just kind of maintenance miles, which is a few three hour rides here and there and then one turbo session and then was good to go to Canada. And then when we arrived in Canada obviously it was dealing with the jet lag and getting around training whilst kind of being a little bit jet lagged and then by the time we got uh to race day we were fairly over the jet lag and good to go there's a lot of traveling involved obviously the nature of cycling is you're traveling anyway but you're mentioned in different countries there and you mentioned canada where the track nations happened uh we know that cycling or uh, cycling ireland have a base in majorca how do you manage that kind of jet lag then yeah i think it's just just becomes kind of normal and and part of the routine I just manage it by making sure that I have loads of food with me and making sure that I get to bed early uh on the on the day of travel and then other than that kind of tailoring training so that I'm not doing too much on the days around traveling so that I'm not going to pick up any any sickness so yeah it's just kind of it's just kind of a balance of a few things and just like simple things and just doing the simple things right really that keeps that keeps me okay for for training 
Yeah, and things like diet as well and keeping your nutrition up. I know that we wax lyrical about it, but that is absolutely crucial when you're traveling that much and when you're putting in all these, when you're covering so much road in all these major competitions. Uh, I remember reading about Michael Phelps. I think he was taking on about 12,000 calories a day. We had Davy Jones on there. He intakes a massive amount of calories throughout the day as well. What would something like cycling require? Yeah, so for the for the days when I was in Luxembourg, uh, pre-Canada, I was road racing over there. So before those road races, they'd maybe be 130k, but we'd have like a big breakfast in the morning and say the race might be might be at like one o'clock in the day. But then before that, you have to you have to eat again. So at like 11 o'clock after you've had like an eight or nine o'clock breakfast, you're again having to eat and in that meal you just have to try and get as much pasta into you as you can <laughs> you can fit and then you're you're more or less good to go and then obviously on the bike as well you have to eat and eat and drink a lot so I'd be consuming like 60 grams of carbohydrates every hour is like the goal uh, so I try to I try to get as much carbohydrates in me as possible when I'm when I'm in the race. You mentioned there 130 kilometres, which is just a huge amount of travel even in by car, let alone cycle. Um, I don't like travelling 10 kilometres in my car. <laughs> I don't like being left alone for that long in my own head. What thoughts go through your head when you're on 40k, when you're on 50k? Do you hit the wall? Is You know, how... Do you stay motivated to reach that final? Or is it because you get in front... Your game plan has been executed the way you want to. Is it just an adrenaline rush? Yeah, I think in that sort of distance, it's like it's like a roller coaster of emotions. You're like, oh, I feel good. And then 10K later, you're like, oh, no, I don't feel so good anymore. But And there's times when maybe it's only like 20K into the race and it goes really, really hard for like, for like 30 minutes and you're like when when is it going to stop being this hard because I'm dying and there's still another 100k to go <laughs> so you kind of just have to ride them waves and just and just kind of know in your head that at some point there'll be there'll be a little point where there's going to be a little ease up and you'll be able to recover a bit but sometimes you have to dig yourself into an awful hole to to get even to them points. Yeah, it's a, I, I do very minimalistic running and I hit the wall after about 2K and knowing that I have all that ahead of me, I'm just, no, never. Um, it, it's not a nice place to be, but kudos for, for being able to not just get yourself out of those situations, but come up and with with trophies and been able to win. Because you, you yourself, you came to cycling quite late. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like... 17 or 18 when I when I came to cycling from Camogie so obviously it's it's a really different sport Camogie is so explosive and it's like an hour in in duration whereas cycling can be three and a half four hours in some of the races so obviously you're you're dealing with like a completely different demand so yeah, it it definitely it definitely is different, but through the years the the fitness definitely does grow. So that that helps because at the start it was a real big struggle. So, so what was what attracted you to cycling? Like you weren't just out on a mountain bike one day and realized, you know what, I'm a, I'm actually quite good at this. Yeah, no, definitely not. There was um there was an advertisement that was uh up in WIT that um my mom actually works in there and one of her colleagues uh he he noticed it and um he said to mom oh do you know anyone who uh who would be interested in in trying out this uh testing for cycling ireland and um then mom talked straight away of me so i i gave it a go and rocked into WIT just in a pair of normal running leggings to do a test on on a walk bike and some runners <laughs> and um, the head of Cycling Ireland at the time actually happened to be there at my test and I I did the test and did some apparently decent numbers at the time and then from there it, 
it kind of it all started and obviously we had we had people to kind of guide us as to how to how to start training and everything and I was kind of thrown into the deep end of uh of of high performance even though I didn't know how to do that and I think naivety definitely has gotten me a long way <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> and what's next for you now Mia uh, what's next for me? I am racing on the roads on um, on Friday, Saturday and Sunday in Ride London Classic. So it's a stage race that's uh, first, the first two days are around uh, the Essex countryside and then the last day is a criterium race around the London city centre. So that'll be quite cool. I'm looking forward to that. We'll be following your journey here at Scoreline. Mia, thanks very much for taking the time to talk with me today. Were you watching the under-20 game? I was. It was brilliant. I actually, uh, we have a local guy, Ian Byrne, that was playing. So I saw he scored two points. So we're delighted here in Glenmore anyway. Absolutely cracker. Mia, thanks ever so much for taking the time. Best of luck on your cycling endeavours. We'll be chatting to you very, very soon. Thanks very much, Mia Griffin, ladies and gentlemen, just after winning the Track Nations Cup in Canada. Hugely proud uh, to represent Kilkenny at such a high level and represented Ireland. Uh, We know that she won with Team Pursuit there not so long ago, so just huge congratulations to her and we look forward to following her journey. And finally, Joe Sheehan was back to fill us in on everything happening in the Greyhound racing world. It is all happening in the Greyhound world this weekend, folks. It's getting hard to keep up. So much action happening both locally in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and abroad. Even in the English Greyhound Derby first round, we have lots and lots of local interest in that one. That kicked off underway this weekend. Plenty to look forward to there. From a local point of view, we had a massive crowd in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium last night for the Barrow Rangers GAA Club fundraiser. Lots of fundraisers happening these days in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium and lots of fundraisers to look forward to over the coming weeks and months. But last night we had the Barrow Rangers fundraiser last night and it was a huge success and well done to all involved with the Barrow Rangers GAA Club having their fundraiser in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium last night where we had the semi-finals of the €10,000 to the winner Track champion open unraced. We also had four other competitions on last night, the semi-finals of which took place as well. So we will have five finals in next Sunday's final of the ten thousand euro to the winner. Track champion open unraced. That's next Sunday, the 29th of May. We'll also have the fundraiser for Young, Young Ireland's GAA Club on the same day. So let's take you through what we can expect on the finals day next Sunday. In the Kilkenny Track Champion Open Unraced, we had the semi-finals last night. Another holiday came out on top in the first semi-final, winning in 28-51, a very, very slick performance indeed, owned by Jack Roach and trained by Michael O'Donovan. Back in second was Pablo Escobarque for the Glamdog Millionaire Syndicate and trained in Timahoe County Leash by Carol Ramsbottom. Carol Ramsbottom also took home the third honours in this one with Deadly Crusader, owned of course by Gary Hannon. So those three emerged through to next week's Track Champion Open and Rest final. In the second semi-final, Bogger Bible came out on top in this one for owner-trainer Liam Peacock. A very nice performance here indeed, winning in 28-78. Droopy's Gravy was back in second by four and a half lengths for Sean Dumphy and Robert Gleeson. And back in third was Finnis Tiger for... John and William Hanlon and trained by Michael Donnelly and those three go through to next week's track champion open unraced a final €10,000 to the winner it's whopping prize money here in Kenny Greyhound Stadium and a cracking final to look forward to year in year out the cream of the crop the best of the pups in the country descend in Kenny Greyhound Stadium and it's wonderful to have them here in our local track elsewhere last night we had the Mick Barco Tom Crean and Jerry Benson A5 semi-finals the first semi-final was won by Triangle Dorita in a time of 29.07 a very nice performance indeed by Triangle Dorita coming in 
at a favourites price of four to five. In the second semi-final, Arabian Bell was your winner here for owner trainer George Webster in a nice time of twenty-nine. 33, so cracking A5 final to look forward to, which will take place on the card of the Track Champion Open on race final next Sunday, May 29th. In the Black and Amber Kennels, A4 Bitch 5 to 5 competition, we had two semi finals here last night. Lemon Celeste came out on top in the first semi final, favourites price again here, 6 to 4 in a time of 29 39. A very nice performance indeed by Lemon Celeste. In the second semi final of the Black and Amber Kennels A4 Bitch semi final, Triangle Janice came out on top here in 29 14. Another favourite coming in. The bookies took a bit of a hammering in a packed. Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium last night. Triangle Janice coming out on top at even money, winning by a length and a half. And well done to all connections of that one. And those will emerge to next week's Black and Amber Kennels A4 Bitch final. Another competition we had on the card last night was the Willie and John Hennel A3 525 semi finals. The first semi final was won by N- Lemon Nicky. Trained, of course, by a man whose name has been mentioned many times in this show, Murtalahi, and owned by Billy O'Keefe. Coming in in a time of 29-14, another favourite, 6-4, to four, the price of Lemon Nicky. In the second semi-final of that same competition, another dream came out on top. Another one trained by Murtalahi, 28-93, the clock here. And another dream will be a very, very short price to take the final of next week's William John Henley 83 Finally, having put in that 28.93 run last night. Last but not least, we had the Kilkenny Track Bookmakers, 8-2, semi-finals last night. Monagor Bistro came out on top in the first semi-final, 28.83 the clock here, owned and trained by Sean Cook, and a very nice performance indeed. Check for Sir was back in second, and Erfano Chloe was back in third. Those three go through to the final of the Kilkenny Track Bookmakers, 8-2. Competition in the second semi final, Nocturne Kelt came out on top here in 2896, showing good staying power to take the glory in this one by seven lengths. Tremira Panther was back in second, and Triangle Ricardo was back in third. And those three emerged through to the final of the Kilkenny Track Bookmakers A2 competition next Sunday, as we said, all to play for in that one. Five cracking finals and lots of open class racing next Sunday, the 29th of May, coinciding with the fundraiser for Young Ireland's. GAA Club. We saw a cracking fundraiser last night for Barrow Ranger GA Club. The crowd came out in their droves and we are looking forward to a packed Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium next Sunday for the finals. It's one of the biggest days at the calendar in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium so get on out to see these wonderful athletes in action and to support the Young Ireland's GAA Club. We will also have racing Wednesday morning in Kilkenny and Friday evening as usual. So three days racing in Kilkenny in the coming week. So great to see Lots of exciting action from a local point of view. From a not-so-local point of view in Shelburne Park in Dublin, we have plenty of local interest. In tonight's first round of the Sporting Press, Irish Oaks. This is one of the highlights in the Greyhound calendar, folks. €25,000 to the winner of this one and lots of lots of local interest here. I guess at the top of the pile in the 14th, Trap Tree Droopy's Gloss, the juvenile derby winner, of course, trained by the maestro, Mert Lahey. A very, very busy kennel these days and Droopy's Gloss is a phenomenal bitch. This is the Oaks, folks. This is the competition. This is for bitches only, female greyhounds only, and it is the most prestigious female competition in the Greyhound calendar year. So it's a fantastic competition and Shelburne Park will be packed tonight as well. Elsewhere on the same card in the second heat, we have Kishlan Amelia for local Kilkenny owners. In the sixth race, we have Susie Sapphire in action here. She won the Oaks and the Derby last year. She's looking for back-to-back victories here in this one. In the same one, Mert Lahey in the sixth heat has Rafa Mofo in this one and has a big chance from trap two having won in 28-46 last week a cracking run in the 8th heat of the Sporting Press Irish Oaks first round we have lots of local interest in this one also with Lugeno running from trap five for the Club of Champions Syndicate and trained by Mortlahi also Eagle View Zera runs from Nicola Walsh of County Carlos so lots of local interest in the 8th heat in race number 10 we have Trap 1, Kalara Odessa, 
owned by Brian Kennedy of County Kilkenny and has done some nice trials lately has a big chance indeed and in race 11 trap 6 I'll not be back for the maestro Paul Hennessy who also has greyhounds in action over in Toaster for the English Derby having Priceless Jet and Hello Hammond qualifying from Thursday night he has Barefoot Supremo Beach Avenue and JT Wexford running in tonight's first round of the English Greyhound Derby of course Hennessy has a wonderful record in that one elsewhere Moon Coin trainer Peter Cronin had a cracking wheat in Toaster for the first round of the English Derby with Emily's Jet and Cape Cloud and the Ball Freddy having wins already. Tonight he has all about Ted running in that one and also Carl Ramsbottom who runs the majority of his greyhounds in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium from Timahoe County Leash has deadly showtime and deadly destroyer running for him tonight. So best of luck to all local greyhounds in action in Toaster in England for the first round of the English Greyhound Derby and also in Shelburne Park tonight for the first round of the Sporting Press Irish Oak 25,000 euro to the winner of that one and of course from a local point of view the, one of the best events and biggest days of the year next Sunday the 29th of May get on out to Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium for the Young Ireland's GA Club fundraiser and the final of the 10,000 euro to the winner track champion open and race there's so much happening in the Greyhound world folks and best of luck to all our local runners over the coming weeks and months ahead <laughs> That's all we have time for this week on Scoreline Extra. Don't forget you can catch the live show every Saturday and Sunday from 2pm. We'll talk to you again soon.